Welcome back to Simon Field. I'm Chris Conley. Nighttime baseball on a Friday night. Evergreens lead Hudson 3-0, and the Raiders are up to bat in the top of the fourth. Hunter Carlson takes high. Ball one. Caden Kreitlow, who courtesy ran, stays out on the field and plays first base now for the Evergreens. Breaking ball from Josh Hopkins, a strike, one and one. Hopkins has pitched well today. Three walks, okay, not so great. One strikeout, but he's allowed only two hits. He's cooking on a shutout here. Well, that was uh, slipping out of his hands way up high. Two balls and one strike. You know, here we are, Friday, May the 6th. The Evergreens are not halfway through their baseball schedule. So the calendar is going to be funny again this year because of the weather and because of the late start to the season. It's down low, three balls and one strike. I mean, the Evergreens after today have 12 games left on their schedule before we get to postseason. And those games will be played between now and May 26th. So 20 games, uh, you know, uh, 12 games in 20 days. Fouled back, three balls and two strikes. Hunter Carlson has worked the count full and fouled off what would have been ball four. It's up above the numbers. Instead goes back to the screen. We'll do three and two again. Josh Hopkins gets to throw another. Hunter Carlson, left-handed batting catcher. That's a fly ball. It's in play. It's on the infield. To the left side, Wyatt Miles makes the catch. There's the first out. Kyler Javi will bat. Kyler Hope. Kyler was having a pretty good at-bat till he fouled one back that Nick Cotter caught in a tricky spot of the field behind home plate. Right where the dugout and the fence come together. And that little bit of a crook here at Simon Field. First pitch is up high. Don't tell anyone, but we really have no idea if it's Kyler Javi or Kyler Hove. Get a couple of hits, then we'll yell down to the field and find out. Pitch here is fouled off. Well hit, but smoked down the third baseline foul. One and one. Ben Land awaits on deck. Evergreen's got two in the first, so they've played from in front the entire night and then added one on in the third. Swing and a foul tipped, held. One ball and two strikes. Both of the teams that will come in here tomorrow have a pretty long drive. Holman's all the way over in the western part of the state. One-two pitch. Change up, swing and a miss, strike three. Catcher's got a throw down to first, and there is the second strikeout for Josh Hopkins. Took something off, and Kyler was way out in front of it. Two up and two down here in the fourth. Yeah, let's see. Holman is closer to lacrosse, so there really isn't a good way to get from there to here. You're doing some driving on the back roads. So that's going to be what? That's going to be a three-hour trip at least. And Superior, oh, what a drive that is. Evergreen's played a playoff game, a playoff baseball game up in Superior two years ago. Here's Ben Land. He fouls the first pitch back. Yeah, I mean, you drive all the way over to Lacrosse, and you're not halfway there yet. Then you turn north. 
you got a lot to go. Another two hours before you get there. Pitch here is outside, one ball and one strike. The Everest girls basketball team played a playoff game up in Superior. That was in February. Their season came to an end there, and that too. A long, you know, gets dark early in February. Short day, long drive. Checked his swing, called strike one. One ball and one strike. Beg your pardon, home plate umpire saying one and two. One ball, two strikes here. Hopkins bidding for a three-up, three-down inning. Coming home outside, two and two. Yeah, the problem, too, is that once you make that turn in Eau Claire, you're going up to Superior, it's just the most boring drive. Till you finally come to the top of the hill and then you see Superior. Check swing back to the mound. Hopkins has it. Underhand toss to first, and that's a three-up, three-down inning. Josh Hopkins will keep his pitch count low. He faces the minimum in the fourth. The Evergreens have a 3-0 lead on 93-9 the game. Bottom of the fourth, the Evergreens have 8-9-1 and one in their order to, fe- to face Logan Von Burge. Wyatt Miles, Preston Miller, and Kyler Soppy. Yeah, I mean, we're chatting about the weather way up north there. I mean, Superior gets their entire summer in around 4th of July weekend. There's Independence Day and everything else. Boy, there are some others. Some of the Great Lakes areas in, uh, in Wisconsin. Go up to Bayfield. <laughs> I was in Bayfield in July. Went out on the water on, on one, of the, uh, one of the charters on the Great Lakes. And it got cold once you, once you left land and went out onto the lake. Cold. Wyatt Miles to start us off here in the bottom of the fourth. Evergreens leading 3-0. First pitch down low, ball one to Wyatt. No runs, two hits, one error for Hudson. The Evergreens three runs on three hits, and the Evergreens have played errorless baseball. Nice to see. 1-0 pitch, that's down low two. Two balls, no strikes. Evergreens have had a base runner in each of the three frames so far, looking to do the same here in the fourth. That's a foul tip back to the catcher's glove. Two balls and a strike. So Wyatt Miles had the green light there. Why not? The team's leading 3-0. Wyatt is a little bit overdue for a hit, too. No time like now. 2-1 pitch. Sidearm delivery and a swing and a miss. 2-2. Remember a couple of summers ago, I went up to Marquette, Michigan. Beautiful there. But even then, sun goes down, it gets cold. Bounced off the plate foul. And I was there in, in July or August. In fact, I was there for, a, uh, for two days over the weekend. 
And in Marquette, Michigan, the first day was beautiful. And then at night, you say, gee, you'd want a sweater or a jacket at night. And it rained the next day. It's July or August. And it was cold when it was raining on Sunday before I drove back down. Wyatt Miles now at two balls and two strikes. Here's the pitch. Hit to the first baseman. Tricky hop, but fielded there by Owen Weege, who steps on the base. And there's the first out. Ball had a little bit of English on it. Here's Preston Miller. In the inning where the Evergreens did not score, that second, Miller walked, stole a base, went to third on a wild pitch, but was left there. Soppy and Langbin couldn't pick him up. First pitch to Miller, first ball swinging, bounced to the shortstop, fielded cleanly, throw across the diamond, got him. Miller hustling down the line made that a closer play than it otherwise would have been. Like to see that? Still out by a step. Two up and two down, and here's Kyler Soppy, who had another hit back in the first inning, scored a run, and that was called out on strikes in his second at-bat. Takes nothing away from Soppy. He's 11 for 25 this season. That 11 hits leads the team. Checks his swing, strike one to Kyler Soppy. Yeah, the Evergreens here have built a 3-0 lead, and the bats have not been particularly hot again. Bounced off the plate, one ball and one strike. Evergreens pitching has kept them in the close ball games. And the Evergreens 4-4 four four have a couple of really close losses. 2-0 to Spash earlier in the week. They have a 4-3 loss to Walsall West on their docket. It's outside, two balls and one strike. By the way, speaking of Walsall West, you see they beat Spash yesterday? And the rest of the Wisconsin Valley Conference rejoiced. I mean, Spash just seems like the best team in the league, and there you go. They caught a hot West pitcher. West had an early lead in that game and just never gave it up. It was 5-2. It's up high, three balls and one strike to Kyler Soppy with Nate Langbin on deck if Soppy can reach. So that means that Walsall West and D.C. Everest both have possibilities of catching Smash. 3-1, down low, Soppy has a two-out walk. That is the second, uh, third free pass that Logan Von Burge has allowed. Nate Langbin's 0 for 2. In both of the two early red bats, Nate has come up with runners on base and has not been able to move them forward. So here's another chance. And that's baseball, all about redemption. Didn't do it the last time, chance to do it here. The Evergreens are going to try and get Soppy to steal second base. You know what, the catcher Hunter Carlson's coming out to talk to his pitcher about this. This is a spot where you really do want to keep that runner close at first base. Because with two outs, the Evergreens are going to do anything they can to get that runner into scoring position. Von Burge comes set. He did check the runner. Throws over. Soppy is back standing up. There's action now in the Hudson bullpen, too. Could be the last inning of work for Logan Von Burge. Langbin still waiting on his first pitch. 
Soppy looks like he's leaning. Secondary lead not going. Pitches down in the dirt and a delayed steal. He's safe. The Evergreens have indeed moved that runner into scoring position. Soppy, after the pitch was delivered, took two or three steps like he could have still retreated to first base and the pitch was low. Hunter Carlson wasn't clean on it, the catcher. Then Soppy kept on going, took second base. One ball and no strikes to Nate Langman. Big, big lead throw over to second. He is safe. Soppy was leaning like he was going to take another base too, or like the hit and run was on. One of the ways you can get Nate Langman's bat going, hit and run, force him to take a swing and make contact. One ball, no strikes. There are two outs with now a runner at second base. Coming home, down low. Two balls and no strikes. Mitch Danielski tripled his last time up. He's in the on-deck circle if Nate Langman can keep the inning going. Long look back at the runner. 2-0 pitch coming home in the dirt. Yeah, Soppy had again a big secondary lead that if the catcher bobbles that ball, Soppy's going to take off for third and he'd probably make it. 3-0 here. Just don't want it out on the bases. You want to give Langbitt a chance to drive in the run. Pitch taking, and it's a strike, three and one. Already three-nothing Evergreens, bottom of the fourth. Chance for more with another runner in scoring position. And the three-one pitch. Strike. Count goes full. So Logan Von Burge has battled back. The Evergreens have left runners in scoring position in all three of the innings so far and are in danger of doing it here in the fourth unless Nate Langman can deliver. Runner will get a start at second base. Three, two pitches bounce to second. That's Ducharme who's got it, throws over to first, and the inning comes to a close. The Evergreens do not extend their lead. Four complete. D.C. Everest three, Hudson nothing on 93.9 The Game and EverythingEvergreens.com. to the top of the fifth. Again, I know you're listening on a podcast, but we are at 8.45 in the evening. Game that started late. I see Hudson's coach bus pulled back into the Everest parking lot. 
got nothing to do with the driver, folks. The driver just drives the bus. He's not the mechanic. He's not the diesel expert. Landon Zuli to now bat. Again, Zuli dove for a ball that he didn't make a catch on in center field. First ball swinging here, and that gave the Evergreens their third run. This is in foul ground. Is there room for a play? Yes, there is. Third baseman Wyatt Miles comes over, and Zuli sees one pitch and fouls out. So look at that. That's five in a row that have been retired by Josh Hopkins. Hopkins bidding tonight for his first varsity win. To the top of the Hudson batting order, Willie Balmer is 0 for 2. Struck out and flied out. That's a little bit high. Ball one. Hopkins, working quickly, took something off there and just misses the outside corner. Trying to nibble with that breaking ball. It's two balls and no strikes. Hudson's two hits come from number three and number five in the batting order. Bouncing ball to third. Wyatt Miles has it again and slings it across the diamond. Two up and two down. And right now, Josh Hopkins is rolling. Brayden Ducharme is 0 for 2. Bounced back to the pitcher his last time. Boy, Hopkins is just going to bounce right off the mound if he can get another three up, three down inning. Ducharme's a lefty. <laughs> and you know, with the Evergreens having two more games tomorrow, keeping the pitch count low, being able to work deep into this game, that's huge because it sets you up for more success tomorrow. First pitch is down low to Ducharme. Ball one. And that's a little bit up high. So somewhere in between is a strike. Descharmes ahead, two balls and no strikes. Holman and Superior, our guests for a triangular tomorrow. Strike there, two and one. Joking with some of the parents who are running the concession stand, let's see if we really have a grill gourmet, someone who can get the scrambled eggs and biscuits going in the morning. You know, with tinfoil and a skillet, you can cook anything on the grill. It's up and in three and one. We can switch over to Brat's Hot Dogs and Hamburgers for the afternoon game. So we'll see. Grill Gourmet or Chef Boyardee, one or the other. Three balls and a strike. Curve, ball four. That was close. You know what? Ducharme tried to sell that as a ball. He took a step towards first base, and the home plate umpire did not disagree. So Ducharme walks. Jake Busson one for two to hit here. I'm not sure that that was ball four. Busson's kind of a tall kid. Silver bat with the green neon handle. Weird look. Big lead at first base, down low. Secondary steal, going to take second base. So Hudson, for the first time in a while, first time since the second inning, has got a man in scoring position. Evergreens are asking for time. Josh Nielsen, Everest pitching coach, is coming out for a quick visit to Josh Hopkins. You know what this may be? This may be a very simple conversation of do you want to use the full windup or do you want to change your mechanics here? Got a man at second base. There are two outs. Full windup here, right? 
Yeah, they're not taking Hopkins out or anything here. This is just a look at the scoreboard, even though this is Hudson's number three batter. So you're thinking that Busson is probably a big bat for the Raiders. I mean, the Evergreens have a 3 nothing lead. So even if Busson does some damage, he's limited to what he can do. One ball and no strikes. Coming home, and that's up high. Two balls, no strikes. I would guess after a visit to the mound, you'd like the next pitch to be a strike. It was not there. There are two outs, so we're one pitch or one play from bringing this inning to a close. Aimed that one. Bounces away, throw to third, that'll be close, he's safe. I think that's right. That was a bang-bang play at third base. Yeah, Ducharme saw that the catcher bobbled that ball and tried to pick that extra base, and he did. Two outs, and now there's a runner over at third. Again, you know, what's the lesson from Josh Hopkins? This is all because of a walk. And it was a close pitch that was ball four. Three and O is the count here, and there is ball four, runners on the corners. So the inning continues. Owen Weege to bat now. And now, Everest coach Dave Langbin will come out to the mound. Is this the end of the line for Josh Hopkins? Josh has pitched well today, but the two runners are aboard via walk, and it's a 3-0 game. So because of that second walk, the tying run comes to the plate, and the Evergreens are going to make a pitching change here. Josh Hopkins will exit, and the Evergreens are opting for Hayden Davidowski. Well, Hayden Davidowski came out of the dugout. Is he going to play somewhere in the field? Let's see. We'll, we'll hold up for just a moment to see who the Evergreens are opting to pitch here. In fact, all five of the Everest infielders are still clustered around, and the new pitcher will indeed be Hayden Davidowski on in relief of Josh Hopkins. New pitcher for the Evergreens, Hayden Davidowski. Josh Hopkins cannot be the losing pitcher, although he is responsible for the runners at second and third. Four and two-thirds innings. So we cannot quite give you his full line yet. We'll see how the two on, how the traffic that remains works itself out. Davidowski is a right-hander. This is the first time he's pitched this year. Again, I, I think the Evergreens are kind of rationing out or trying to manage their pitching in this spot. And this is a straight change. Josh Hopkins comes out of the game. He's no longer playing the field. The rest of the Everest infield stays intact, and Hayden Davidowski has completed his warm-up tosses. He comes on here in the fifth with two outs. Owen Weege, left-handed batter, ready to take his turn. He's the number four man in the Hudson order. First pitch is outside, one ball and no strikes. Again, Hayden's got to throw strikes in this spot. 
a walk loads the bases and makes this 3-0 lead seem a little precarious. Coming home, 1-0, fouled off and off the catcher, Nick Cotter. Cotter had that look like it went off the top of his mask, either the mask or helmet. We've done a little better with the headgear for catchers. I mean, when I was in high school, it was just the mask that some catchers started wearing, and then I think high school required that you wear a batter's helmet underneath there. One ball, one strike. Runner is going. Ball is lifted to center field. This is going to end the inning. Center fielder Preston Miller is there and makes the catch. Hudson, with the benefit of two walks, had runners on the corners and is turned away. Hayden Davidowski on in relief of Josh Hopkins, and the shutout is still intact. We'll go to the bottom of the fifth. D.C. Everest three, Hudson nothing on 93.9 The Game and EverythingEvergreens.com. Bottom of the fifth is on, and Mitch Danielski ready to hit for the Evergreens. Hudson threatened but did not score in their half of the fifth, and the Evergreens look to build here on the 3-0 lead. That third run was scored on Mitch Danielski's triple, then coming home on a wild pitch. Logan Von Burge is still on here for Hudson. Danielski is looking around like, what's the delay? We're ready to go here, yes? Now the catcher is going to come out and talk to his pitcher. What's holding us up here, guys? Of course, we don't mind the delay here because the game started on time to the moment tonight. I mean, it is Mitch Danielski who's scheduled to bat. There we go. You see, there's three of us out here, so of course between us we can figure out anything. During tomorrow's game, lessons on trigonometry and botany. Not sure here why the pitcher is getting some additional warm-up tosses here. But now we are ready to go, 
and Mitch Danielski steps in. That is the same pitcher. That's Logan Von Burge. Yeah, it is. That's, that was my first look. Yeah, no pitching change here. Well, let's see. Our infield umpire was also in. There we, right, right. Infield umpire needed to be refreshed, and I believe he is now. Refreshed or relieved? Either or. Now we're ready to go. <laughs> Danielski is in. I don't know. When I hit a line drive triple the last time, I'm ready to go. One for two today. Bottom of the fifth is on, and that's up high. Ball one. There is only one facility here at Simon Field. I mean, what do you do if you're waiting in line? You're the umpire and you're waiting in line. Well, then, then the inning starts late, I guess. That's inside. Two balls and no strikes. Danielski looks confident at the plate. Hitter's spot here. And hit to the left side. Shortstop's got it. Big throw, got him. You know what? Jake Bussa knew that he was going to have to hustle that ball over to first base, and he threw a strike to get Mitch Danielski by a step. Designated. 0 for 2, Brock Babish. Struck out and reached on an error. Babish scored one of the two runs back in the first inning. Yeah, the Evergreens got the lead early and have not looked back in this one. Brock got his seven hits all in the first, under this one fly ball. Center fielder going back. This is going back. It is over his head. There's Brock Babish. Second base, double. That's the best hit ball off of Brock's bat in a while. Center fielder Landon Zuli just going back, going back, and could not get to it. Brock Babish has himself a one-out double. Chris Wiesman is one for two. That's the Evergreen's fourth hit for the night. Again, if you were not with us for the earlier parts of this game, Brock Bambish was scheduled to pitch today. Brock went over to the trainer's table, not sure what that was about. And then the Evergreens had a different pitcher, had Josh Hopkins. First pitch is outside, ball one to Wiesman. And Hopkins worked well give you the Hopkins line in just a moment. One ball, no strikes. Popped up. This is down the right field line, and it's a long run into foul territory. The right fielder cannot get it. He was on a dead run that went off his glove. Not an easy play, but you know what? Should have been caught. And instead, it's one ball and one strike. Yeah, no error there. That was on the dead on the dead run. It did go off his glove. It was on the dead run. One ball and one strike. That is at the knees. One ball and two strikes. Noah Shimaluski scheduled to bat next. Beg your pardon, it'd be Caden Kreitlow. Shimaluski started at first base. Caden Kreitlow has come in since then. Here to Chris Wiesman, it's one ball and two strikes. Babish is the runner at second with one out. Von Burge takes his time, now coming home. 
cued foul down the first baseline and into the netting. No action in the bullpen. So Logan Von Burge, they're at least looking to get him through the fifth inning. Still at one ball and two strikes. Checked his swing up high, two and two. Right, I mean, they're saying up here in the press box that Logan Von Burge is going to come up against his 100 pitch count, perhaps later this inning. Two balls and two strikes. Fouled back. Still two and two. Now once you reach 100, you can finish the batter that you are working to. And then a pitching change is required. Two more games tomorrow. Evergreens with a win here would get their fifth of the year and go back above 500. That would feel good. Build on that for Saturday baseball. Wiesman's waiting on a 2-2 pitch. Changed speed, swing and a miss. Wiesman has struck out for a second time today. He's way out in front of that. Here's Caden Kreitlow. Two outs. Kreitlow is looking to pick up Brock Babish. First ball swinging, fouled away, strike one. Let's see, Caden for the season is one for five, looking for his first RBI of the year. Here's the spot. Brock not fleet of foot at second base. We would think he'd try and score on something hit to the outfield. I mean, if you're someone who likes NASCAR for the crashes, maybe we'd have a collision at home plate with Brock Babish chugging around. Inside, one ball and one strike to Caden Kreitlow. Caden's a left-handed bat here, and we're thinking probably the last batter that Logan Von Burge faces. Coming home, took something off, and Caden's out in front of that. Swings and misses, strike two. If Caden delivers, keeps the inning going, Nick Cotter will hit. One ball and two strikes. There are two outs. And that is low two and two. Yeah, I'm thinking that if the inning continues and Nick Cotter hits, it'll be with a new pitcher. that We'd likely have a pitching change here, reaching the limit for Logan Von Burge. Logan hasn't pitched poorly today. Only gave up four hits, but the Evergreens have built this 3-0 lead. 2-2 pitch. Fouled off down the third baseline. So Caden Kreitlow's getting his cuts. Evergreens have played errorless baseball today. That's good. Nine o'clock at night here. The clock strikes nine. <laughs> and we're waiting on a 2-2 pitch. 
And again, Logan Von Burge works at a glacial pace once there's a runner on base. And that is outside, gets away from the catcher, but not far enough for Brock Babish to advance. The count has gone full to Caden Kreitlow with two outs. So the runner at second will be off on this pitch. It's funny, I'm thinking for games that have been played late at night here at Simon Field, there are very few. Normally we start at 4.30 in April or 5 in May. 3-2 pitch, and that's a ball. And now I believe we are going to see a pitching change. Yeah, that's it for Logan Von Burge who works four and two-thirds innings and reaches his pitch limit. He'll give way with runners on first and second. Again, Logan Von Burge could be on the hook for the loss here unless Hudson's got a big comeback coming up here. And he's responsible for two more men who are on base. Alright, so this is Will Will Averly is our new pitcher, right-hander, taking his warm-up tosses now. You know, one of the unknowns when you play out of your conference. You know, is the other team going to have their best coming at you, their best pitching? Again, you, you've got to be careful who you use to pitch because you want your best pitchers for your conference games. For the Evergreens, that's Wisconsin Valley Conference Games. For Hudson, that's Big Rivers Conference Games. And Hudson's two losses this year. Again, they're 10-2. and two. So, I mean, this is an accomplished team. And their two losses have come in league. Hudson, where they finish in conference, is going to be when they wind up playing Eau Claire North. Eau Claire North is 7-2. Hudson is 5-2. Alright, I think Will Averly has completed his warm-up tosses now, and Nick Cotter is ready to go. Ah, I still got one more. And Nick Cotter is being called back. He'll talk with Dave Langman, the third base coach. Now we're ready to go. Brock Babish is at second. Caden Kreitlow's at first. And here's Nick Cotter, who's 0 for 2 today. All season, Cotter's been punished so much while he's been catching that you'd love to have him. You know, catching doesn't look like a lot of fun for Nick Cotter. So you'd love to see him have some good times in the batter's box. See him hit. Two outs. First pitch down low from Will Averly to Nick Cotter. Stolen base. Brock Babish has taken third. Pitch was kind of down low. Babish took that secondary lead, and there he goes. Again, the Evergreens love this situation. Runners at first and third. 
So Brock Babish has at least one stolen base this season. And Nick Cotter is looking down at third base. Again, the Evergreens could put runners in motion again here. They already got a run on a double steal. Cotter swings and misses. Strike one. One ball and one strike. Three-nothing Everest and four-nothing sounds a little more secure. Hudson still has six outs to work with. They'll get chances in the sixth and seventh. Evergreen's looking to build here in the bottom of the fifth. 1-1 to Cotter. Runners going from first. Hit and runs on. And Nick Cotter lines it. He hit it on the button, but right to the left fielder, Ben Land. And the inning comes to a close. So Nick Cotter continues to be unlucky at the plate. Evergreens leave two more men on and do not score in the bottom of the fifth inning. Still D.C. Everest 3, Hudson nothing on 93-9 the game. 